Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. It's How We Sees It, episode 167. This week we're tackling Alice in Wonderland. Uh, this is a uh, this was a kind of a movie we decided to do uh, last time when we were doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because we have a special guest with us, uh, Brandon, who uh, I guess, if I remember correctly, you were, you were really into the books and the movies uh, from back there, like Charlie and Chocolate Factory being one of your favorites and Alice in Wonderland being another one. And so... Yeah, I really liked, I actually haven't read the Alice in Wonderland book yet, but it's on the list. I just need to pick, I need to get some time between school and work, but um, the movie was one of the ones I watched a lot as a kid, along okay. with Charles, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Got it, so, yes. Well, yeah. Noah, okay. Noah and I planned ahead, and we actually both read Alice's Adventure, Adventure in Wonderland, and it's a quick read. It's only a couple hours, yeah. um, so... Yeah. Uh, and that was what I was most impressed with out of the lot. So um, hopefully some of my comments don't, don't. Uh, no, it's per- I think it's yeah. perfect. It's kind of good to know. It's like, it's, it's such an iconic movie essentially for Disney. Um, and the fact that, you know, we all grew up watching it because it came out in 1951. So it's not like it snuck up on anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, well, so did everyone watch it? Because I never did. This was the first time. You never time. saw this as a kid? Nope. Oh. You know why I knew it so well is because when I worked at Blockbuster Video, you know, with all those, <laughs> nice. all those years, uh, I would hear it. We, we would uh, have these little trailers that would run over and over again, and they had some, you know, sing-along scenes, the Mad Hatter song. So as I was watching it, it was like, oh, my God, this, I, I can totally hear the audio playing over and over in my head. But I don't think I ever watched it when I was younger because it just wasn't available. It, we didn't have... You know, the, I don't think Alice in Wonderland was one that was on clamshell early in the. Certainly wasn't in the seventies, but uh, yeah, I don't um, remember. I know it got released. I, I remember seeing it in the theater. You, okay, um, you saw it in the theater. Yeah, back in the fifties. No, is that old? You know. No, no, they did. They did some re-releases and and put this back in the theaters in uh, the uh, you know sixties and seventies. Um, at different times and stuff like this. This is one of the ones I found out that Disney has never put into the vault. Um, this and Dumbo have never actually been in the, like, you know, how they'll lock things up and like, yeah, there's no no way to buy it, no way to rent it for a while. Uh, this was a couple years ago that this happened, but this is one that apparently had never been put in the vault. That's so. interesting you say that because I remember, because I think it's going to be in the 90s somewhere because it's around the time that, when we were talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh-huh. that my mom had bought a couple movies, that being yep. one, Alice in Wonderland being another. But I remember those commercials of, hey, this is going into the vault, but I never understood what that meant because I was <laughs> probably eight when that yeah. happened. 
Um, but then also on the contrary, too, you have recent movies that are still available. I mean, DVD was just coming out yeah. around then. So, you know, I had this movie on on VHS. Not yeah, the old clamshell ones, the sure. big kind of, yep. The old clamshells, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We just, ha- I, I don't, I think we dropped them off at a, uh, a Goodwill, but we had a box of probably... 40 or 50 of these Disney clamshells, the old ones like that, the VHS, because I had them when my girls were young because I bought them all for them, you know, just because mm-hmm. I grew up watching them. I wanted them to be able to grow up watching them. They watched them a few times, nothing like I did, probably nothing like you did, Brandon. But now I don't know if I, I have a VCR somewhere. I know it's not hooked <laughs> up, but so I was like, what am, I, what am I holding on to these for? But I know Alice was in there, so... Cool. Before we get too far into this, uh, I'm Noah, one of the main hosts. With me is always my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and as I said earlier, we got a special guest with us, Brandon. He was with us when we did our Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Our, I'm sorry, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I keep I keep messing that one up, uh, even though we did cover both. But he's here with us to, to talk about this one. Hi, Brandon. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me again. I'm sure, excited. no problem. I, You know, I had so much fun that last one. We are like, yeah, we got to do another one. So that's and- why we're like... And it's what do you want to do? It's kind of a coincidence, too, because this isn't like a Johnny Depp fetish, even though he's the one that, you know, <laughs> made the, the follow-up movies to both of these, because yeah. that's not why you're bringing these to, to us. You're bringing no. them because of the animated one and because of the Gene Wilder one. But uh, Johnny Depp just happened just to, happened to, <laughs> yeah, happened to come and swoop in. I together. I was like, yeah, I like Johnny Depp, but yeah, I, don't, I like the original stuff, though, way, way better. Right. So. You're not the only one. I think I think that's the consensus between everybody. Um, nice. Here on here, uh, how we sees it. One of the things we like to do is we make a cocktail or, or drink that we pair with whatever it is we're watching, and that is no different this time. And I know uh, I, me and Steve got something. I, I I saw you drinking something there, Brandon. So I think you probably got something for us. But I'm gonna jump in with Steve first and uh, let him get going. Okay, um, mine is actually based off of a chapter in in the book, which is titled Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Um, which I read for the first time a, a few few days back and just fell in love with it. But there's chapter six. It's called Pig and Pepper, and these are some characters that aren't in the animated movie. They're not in the follow-up. I did find them in an earlier movie from 1930-something with, oh. had, like, Cary Grant and stuff. But anyway, because um, there's been a lot of remakes of... Yes. ...or a lot of uh, adaptations of this to the screen. Um, but... Um, Pig and Pepper is this bizarre scene where Alice goes into this into the Duchess's house. Duchess has a baby, has a cook behind <laughs> behind her that is making this stew, and there's pepper in the air, and everyone's sneezing except for uh, except for the cook. And this is also our introduction to um, the uh, Cheshire Cat who appears in in the book. Um, but the Cheshire cat isn't sneezing as well, but the baby and the Duchess and Alice, they're all sneezing because the pepper everywhere, this cook is just pepper obsessed. Um, and then eventually the, 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 the Duchess cook starts throwing the pots and pans everywhere. The Duchess throws the baby in the air. (laughs) Alice catches the baby and the baby turns into a pig. So really out there. I mean, we're talking kind of David Lynch, um, yeah. odd. Um, but I made my uh, I, I made a cocktail based on this, and I called it the Pig and Pepper, which is kind of funny. I was pointing this out to Noah. These are the two ingredients that are probably polar opposites for Noah because he loves 
his pork, especially bacon, and you can't get pepper anywhere near him. So put them yep. together, and uh, <laughs> this is what I came up with. It's very similar to a, to a Bloody Mary, but uh, it's got two ounces of gin, one ounce of elderflower liqueur, and then and then come kind of the soup makings. You got a little bit of uh, pork broth in there, tomato juice, Worcestershire sauce, Tabasco, lime wedges, uh, celery, a slice of bacon, lots of pepper. If there's pepper, add more pepper and add ice, <laughs> and then garnish with pepper. And it's actually very delicious. I'm very I'm very happy with this drink. Um, okay. And again, pig and pepper. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> nice. I yeah, you're right. Write some of that down. That sounds really good. <laughs> well, you won't even have to write it down because I'm going to put both of these uh, <laughs> for sure pictures and recipes out on our Facebook page when I when I put out our yes. promo, promo. So be easy <laughs> to find. Uh, so, Brandon, did you come up with something? You know what? Actually, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I have really much of anything, but <laughs> I am. I am actually just drinking tea. Shout out to the Mad Hatter and the There Marcher. you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my, one of my favorite teas is Passion. Um, passion tea, it's pretty good. Um, I'd have to grab the box to let you know what's in it. But the caveat is my glass. You can't see it right now, but it's the Cheshire Cat. You and can see it. You can see a, the smile right on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, that, not that part. So it says curiouser and curiouser. So let me flip it over. It's, it's still really hot. <laughs> so right now, you can see his face right oh but that's because the the mug is hot when gotcha cool down it's all black so when you pour the tea where you, oh. you pour something hot it changes the image so it goes from black and you just see his his teeth and his eyes and then when it gets hot you see the full image yeah. so that's my contribution to nice what we're doing tonight so that's yeah, really I cool picked, i Get picked it up in old town in sacramento <laughs> nice a couple months ago yeah Get a picture of that uh, to me sometime, and we'll, I'll put it up with the rest of them because that'll be really I'll, cool. I'll do a before and after pick for there sure. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, my drink, I went off of um, I reading the book, and, and I know they talked about it when uh, when in the movie, the the 1951 uh, uh, movie, when uh, Alice gets her the, that first potion where she shrinks, right? Um she talks about the flavors that she's getting from this potion and you know she talks about oh i really shouldn't drink this it might be something bad but it doesn't say poison and if i do drink it you know it could i could go really bad on me and so she's talking about the flavors and she comes up with cherry tart pineapple uh roasted turkey custard and toffee tell me about all that together i did i did (laughs) so um so I made what I'm calling Alice's uh, shrinking potion, and this is based off of a whiskey sour uh, type drink. And so uh, I got I got uh, those five flavors uh, the best I could. So for the roasted turkey, I'm not going to put some to- turkey in there, but I do have I did have a bottle of wild turkey uh, bourbon. Oh, okay. There you go. So nice. so okay. I went with one ounce of wild turkey. Uh, I also had a uh, one ounce of uh, Crown Royal vanilla because custard is technically vanilla, right? Most most basic custards are vanilla flavored custard. So I go, I go, I got to get a good little vanilla in there. Uh, I also went with one ounce of an instant red salted caramel whiskey. I looked up toffee. You know what's the difference between caramel and toffee? And it's really about the end product's hardness. So the flavors are really the same. The base the base material is really the same. So toffee and caramel are the same, so I figured I'll go with a salted caramel whiskey. So I've got three different whiskeys in there, one with the vanilla, one with some uh, salted caramel or toffee flavor, and a wild turkey. So three ounces of that. I went four ounces of pineapple juice to cover that pineapple. 
poured that in a shaker with ice, shook it up, poured it in my glass, uh, and then topped that off with some tart cherry juice. Uh, so made it kind of like a New York sour style uh, uh, sour drink. And I was a little worried at first. I'm like, man, that's, you know, it's a lot of whiskey, just the pineapple juice and the, you know, but I'm actually really, really pleased with this thing. It came out really well. Um, I taste the vanilla and salted caramel a lot. It really comes through uh, and blends well with the pineapple juice and the tart cherry really give it that kind of normal sour flavor. So I, I think this actually worked out very well. Did you make that up on your own or is that something you looked up and found? I came up with this one completely on my own. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, so That's pretty, pretty <laughs> epic. and Steve, was that same for you? Did you did you create that or did you find that? Uh, well, I adapted it. I I, uh, I mean, I I think there was a recipe for something that that had uh, vodka. And so, I mean, it's very similar to a Bloody Mary, but uh, added mm-hmm. some bacon, turned it into ginger. I I added the elderflower liqueur, which really goes nicely with this because um, I thought it was a nice touch considering we're in Wonderland that has talking flowers and you know, things like right. that. Um, and, uh, and, it, and then I, yeah, the bacon was just so that you could have the pork <laughs> and a little bit of the, the and bouillon. Bacon, like a goes, stew. bacon goes so good with a Bloody Mary or, or, or a base Bloody Mary drink. Mm-hmm. So good. So, mm. but yeah, that's kind of, we've kind of, we've gotten to that point now where, where we, we just start to make our own and, and some come out really good some not as much, but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. And it's, it's cool when one comes off, like I'm, I'm really happy with this one. This is one that I could see actually doing again, um, you know, sometimes. So it's definitely have to do it the next time I come by. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get some more stuff for you to try too. Cause that, that was a fun time too. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's get into talking about this. So, uh, Alice in Wonderland is a, um, our, uh, Lewis Carroll, uh, books, uh, adventures of Alice in Wonderland and through the looking glass or what the, the 1951, movie is based on and and i was listening to podcasts and and different people real a lot of disney enthusiast podcasts essentially were talking about this and this was something that walt disney really really wanted to do and really wanted to release this was actually something that was in the making for over 10 years a long time Uh, especially for that time period it seems like exactly uh and and so uh they got it all together they actually released this and it was a flop in the theaters um Lost Disney like a million dollars, but uh, they had released this. Prior to this, they had released Cinderella, which had made them a million dollars, so they kind of took it as a wash. Uh, but they, uh, it, it had a, a uh, resurgence like in the 60s and 70s where it was being played for college kids and, and, and older high school kids, and they were getting into it kind of like the time when that, that rebellion started and you know everybody was kind of like in that, that mindset where you know this is such a trippy film. You know, because it, it's based on the book, which it's it's almost like it doesn't have a plot. It's 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 you know, and in uh, in the end of the movie, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this, um, but she wakes up and it's all a dream, right? And so it is, it is, it is what dreams are. They're they're fucking ridiculous. Like I don't know about you guys, but my dreams get wacky as fuck, just like this movie. Like if I could film my dreams, oh my god, I'd make billions. Because I could make some crazy movies, but it's it's very much like that where things don't make sense. You on your 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 mug it said uh, non uh, what it, curious, curious or curious, curious, or, curious or. you know. So she's her curiosity is getting her into these things, and it's like, oh, why is that? Why is this? And uh, she also said non non how I can't even say it 
nonsensical or no nonsense basically but she nonsensical there it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) english is good uh but anyways um you know and that's what this it is it's it's a dream and a lot of people like to also you know like to state oh my god it's like it's like a drug trip and i don't i don't necessarily see it that way especially since it's based off the book which is very much like it's very much short little snippets put together in a long running thing with the same person like you might do in a dream like i don't know about you guys but my dreams sometimes go from one thing to another and it doesn't seem like oh that's that's the natural progression but it just does and it makes sense why i'm there i I agree with the the dream analogy and i also think that alice and the way she narrates it and the way her point of view is just almost matter of fact she doesn't get necessarily frightened by it yes like in a dream dreams to me, never come across as something I'm afraid of, but they do come across as bizarre. And then when you reflect <laughs> on them, it's just like, really, that happened? I don't get it. But at the time, it just kind of made total sense. Um, mm-hmm. But but when we reflect on it or when we see it, you know, after the fact played out, it is completely nonsensical. Um, we can kind of derive certain things, what's what's going on, if you want. But, uh, but, yeah. but yeah, and, and Alice brought that kind of... Um, that matter of fact vibe to it. And it was based on stories that uh, Lewis Carroll would tell to his uh, nieces and the middle child was named Alice. And she, I guess, loved this one and said, you've got to write this into him, turn this into a manuscript. So yeah, it wasn't any sort of drug trip or any sort of uh, uh, reflection on, on, on class privilege or anything like that because you yeah. kind of get get a little bit of that it's just it's just weird odd things well <laughs> it also is it he was a, he was a professor he was a mathematician um, mathematician i know and i love some of the math stuff in there it's so ridiculous. I, I much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um go ahead yeah i was gonna say you know it's interesting i think we talked about this a little bit with willy wonka but you watch it for me my standpoint is i watched it a lot as a kid yeah. Not as much as an adult, but it's an interesting contrast because you go back as an adult and there's a lot of things that you didn't pick up on. So, I mean, for this one in the beginning, she's talking about, you know, where things are what they aren't. And at the same time, they aren't what they are. At the right. Same. So she's she's talking about like a this mix match of like, I don't want because she's doing her lessons and wants to be in this, as you were saying, this nonsensical life so i feel like she's also foreshadowing a lot of the things that she ends up seeing in the movie so she was saying you know talking in the song she's talking about talking with the flowers for hours yeah 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 later on in the movie she's not necessarily talking with them for hours but she is talking to flowers yeah um so it's it's just this it's what she wanted and it's what she's dreaming about outside of her lessons that she was taking but the lessons also manifest into different ways throughout the movie where she's getting different tips about how to be polite the queen's mm-hmm. telling her to curtsy the um there is another part uh well, said, there's uh, just a couple things oh. the uh, caterpillar told her don't lose your temper don't lose your temper and yeah. also the tweedledee and tweedledum are talking about like they're talk- basically talking about patience because they're like oh i thought you were and you have no time to do what we're doing and to hear the yeah. story <laughs> so yeah so you see a lot of stuff sprinkled out <clears throat> that's interesting like so um watching this again uh we we watched it i think on sunday or, or something like that i was amazed at how much i didn't remember 
like I there was so much of it that I had forgotten just part like I had completely forgotten the the walrus and the carpenter <laughs> section like I, I didn't I didn't I was like what the hell I don't remember this at all um, mm-hmm. I did remember the flowers. I do rem- Cheshire Cat, man. Er- you know everybody knows him. He's like, I mean, you, Steve. You said that you knew about him. Never having even seen it, he was very, you know, very much a a figurehead for this movie in in plush sales and all that other stuff for Disney. Well, I also worked at Disneyland and went there oh. quite often. So they had they had a ride. I don't know if it still exists. Anymore. They got two rides based on this. But the, wow. yeah, well, they had the teapots, right? I guess yep. that's teacups. Teacups, sorry. Um, but also this one that was kind of like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And I don't yep. that might not ring anyone's. OK, maybe it sounds like no one knows that one. But it's where you just go that's on these little Alice. No, no. No, no, it's, Alice has one like that. Though. It's a ride that's oh, okay. like that. That's that's probably, gotcha. mo- I don't even know where that comes from, Mr. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Is that another Disney yeah, animated it's another, movie? It's, ah, um, uh, no, it is, I think it was a short. Okay, okay. But but it's, you just get on these little pods and then you go through yep. this this world and all, and you know, the, the it's, that so you, the, it tells the story of Alice yeah. on a little ride. Yep. I, I doubt it's there anymore because this is no, not, it is. Is it's it still an iconic, there? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so the teacups were. Uh, this is I found out listening to stuff. The teacups were actually uh, one of the first attractions uh, there when uh, Disneyland opened originally, right? Mm-hmm. And Alice, uh, the Alice ride. I think it's it's Alice's trip in Wonderland or something like that. Is is one that was read like really early, early, and they're they're both still there. Those are those iconic ones that like people would just lose their mind if they <laughs> shut them down, kind of thing. Like tea, the teacups are one of the most famous uh, ride from Disneyland. If you think about it, like you see it in all the old, you know, movie or uh, shows or you know documentaries about it. Like they always show the teacups. And so that was one of the first rides. So, and, and then my and mom, are... my mom used to sing "I'm late, I'm late" for a very important date uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. to me when I was younger. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that was from this movie, but I didn't. I, didn't I think know it, it is. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, funny thing I found out too is this movie is has the most songs of any Disney movie ever. Really. And but none of them are very like like they're none of them are the bangers that you get out of some of the other ones. But they're, they they talk about how much music is in this movie because it's it's almost just a constant song after song after song. And uh, and I was like, you know, you're right. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, it's it's so much background music and songs and stuff like that. But it's like, holy crap, there's a ton of songs. Um, mm-hmm. But I was saying I I had forgotten so much. I mean, I know I know the big points, right? You know, the caterpillar. Um, you know, talking to her with the smoke rings and stuff like that. The Cheshire Cat, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. The, the, the queen the, off with her red and yeah, painting and the, the roses party. red. <laughs> yeah, those those are the big points. I, re- I I knew about those. I remember those. But there was so much in between that I had forgotten about. I'm like, oh, my God. The whole part about her growing big in the house and blowing up the rabbit's house. I was like, ah, what? Did, did I never <laughs> see this? Did I see some... <laughs> Now, granted, I was wondering, like, um, I may have watched this on, like, the Disney Channel, uh, you know, in the in the 70s and 80s, and they may have shortened it down. Because it's not a very long movie. It's, I, I believe, like, uh, 70 minutes or something like that. It's an it's hour like an and hour and six or hour Yeah, and... it says here hour and 15. So, but I'm like, 15. okay, if they want to, if they put, if they cut this down and put it into an hour long, that's some of the stuff that might have gotten cut. And so it's like the big points, but everybody knows those parts, you know. One one of the one of the things that surprised me when reading the book, 
Because I only read Alice's Adventure in Wonderland, and I know they did a follow-up through the Looking Glass. But Tweedledee and Tweedledum are not in the first book. They're Apparently huge characters. They're in the second. They're, yeah, that's that's. I did look them up to see if that was something that Disney made on, the, on it, and I found out. Oh, okay, they were just in the second book. So, um, nor were there talking flowers. I believe that was something that was probably, maybe that was in the second uh, book. But they had. Yeah, they, those are in. Yeah, those are in the books too. I can't. They're they're not as big as part, but I do remember yeah. them being in. Um, hearing about them, um, the walrus and the and the carpenter also in the second book, I believe. There's the yeah, it's it's. I started to listen to it today, um, but then I I just I was like I can't I can't anymore. Um, one, one I did the, not care for the book at all. I, it drove me nuts. I absolutely <laughs> loved the book, and I think I loved it more than the Johnny Depp movie certainly, and and even the animated one, just because you know it consists of the first Alice's Adventures in Wonderland consists of forty two uh, animated pictures that were drawn based on some drawings that the, the author had done, and then they gave it to an illustrator. And so 42 illustrations. Um, and as you're reading, those illustrations are kind of a launching point, but I found, I found that I really enjoyed having my imagination just kind of carry me through the nonsense, the, 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 what was going on. Um, he uses a lot of poetry throughout with, with a really good rhythms. So I mean, he, he, he's, he's kind of a poet, a poet, you know, where you can just read along and every syllable just hits its, it hits it, its beat so well, which I, I was kind of taken by. But uh, it, again, it kind of reminded me of, of David Lynch, his kind of oddball style where you really don't know what's coming next and you can't really get a grasp of it, but it, and it's a little unsettling, but, uh, but still, it, it, your imagination just goes crazy with that, and that's a little harder when you're watching something. Um, you know, it does See, it for you. I listened to the audiobook, and um, I found it to be a lot of word soup. Like it, <laughs> it just was like. I mean, yes, it was. It was, uh, you know, very poetic and stuff like that. But it just, it seemed like using big words just to use big words and kind of like throwing things around. Like I didn't find it flowed as well listening to it. Big words, now, she used big words, but, but but Alice was, I mean, they were making up words, and then Alice would say, is that a real word? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but it's the one I'm going to go with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I didn't mind that as much in, in, in when it when it describes, like, you know, you talked about your your, your pig and, and uh, pepper. That one, to me, got so crazy. I was just like, I, I get it, it's crazy, but it also was like, okay, it's, you know, it... it over explaining to just word salad and so i was just kind of like it it it's not a book as a kid i would have ever picked up and read like i would have got four pages in what, and be like nope what about i mean it's based off it was a huge hit literary hit it was one of the biggest sellers it was translated into so many languages and stuff um, in the 1800s i know i know but uh <laughs> prior to that children's books they they talked about it being much more didactic this you know really uh a they whole, didn't have th choices well this this opened up the door <laughs> it kind of invited invited books into that nonsense realm um of imagination um but i'm reminded of when when my kids were were younger we'd tell them stories but the best part was always when um we we gave them the chance to tell their own story and i we love 
we, we have these fond memories, my wife and me, of, of, our, of our youngest daughter sitting in the rocking chair, kind of rocking back and forth saying, and then, and then she'd say, the dragon did this. And then it, it, she'd just go through her imagination just doing the most wildest things and she'd get this excited expression being able to share this story. But it was very similar to this sort of, um, you know, tale of, of nonsense that she was so in love with. And I could, I can just see the author telling these, these stories to, to the nieces and having them just, just open eyed in rapture waiting for, waiting for that next sentence of, Oh yeah, no, I get it. And I, and I love that part about it. Mm -hmm. Good. Oh, I was gonna say, I think that's cool, Steve, because you're like, it's, you're almost putting yourself in the shoes of the author and kind of having a similar experience of, you know, he's having this with his, I think you said his nieces, uh, but then you're thinking of your kids and kind of going through the same <laughs> motions. So it's it's kind of cool how you get, you know, kind of sharing, having that shared experience. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, I, I love that part about it. And, lo- and and that's why, like, I don't know, maybe it's it's the dullard in me, right? Uh, that the, the word salad just didn't work for me. Now, maybe if I had been reading a book that had pictures, Right. I think that's one of the, I think that's a, a line in this, something about, oh, it's in the very beginning. You know, she's, when she's reading her the history and she's like, is there any pictures? And she's like, oh, how can you have a book without pictures? You know? <laughs> and so maybe, maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm that mindset that it's like, if I had the pictures to go along with it, it would have been better. But when it was just him, him regurgitating the, the word salad to me, I, I started to kind of lose interest and, in, you know, it was what it was. Um, but they that, even reference the pictures in the book at sometimes. It's like when they're talking about a yes. Uh, go back and look at this one. Yeah, go back and look at this picture if you don't know what that is. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're like Alice because she's saying like every <laughs> yeah. all the good books have pictures, and I don't you know want nothing to do with that. You're. I, I uh, don't disagree with her. I think that's true. I mean, pictures are, you know a picture's worth a thousand words, it, it, realistically, <laughs> maybe even more sometimes. You know. Uh, and Alice's so, Wonderland, all the books would have pictures, so that's. You might want to go there. I, so. You know, I, I kind of would. I, I would want to avoid the, the Tweedles just because they annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> but uh, I, I could kick it with the, the Caterpillar. Uh, now, the, the tea party, that 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 might be rough. Um, I could take those guys for a little, those, a little while, but God damn, it gets crazy. Now, um, it's interesting, too, because this is, uh, you know, we're going to segue a little bit into the 2010 uh, Tim Burton remake, or it's not a remake, it's a... a uh, it's like The Return, The Return sequel. To, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Very Which much is like they did with Wizard of Oz, they did The Return to Oz, so you yeah. had mm-hmm. familiar characters, but it was all about coming back. So, like, in in the animated one, uh, the Mad Hatter in the, in the chair, which I, I think are interesting, you know, just... The, the the fact that the names are what they are, you know, the Mad Hatter uh, it stems from being mad as a hatter, which in, in the 1800s and stuff like that, hatters were a profession and, and they worked building hats. And at the time, the materials that they worked with uh, were had a lot of mercury in them. Oh, so exactly. they would get the mercury leaked into their, you know, their bodies and they would get mercury poison, which, you know, the symptoms of that are are being kind of psychotic, being kind of crazy, you know, forgetfulness and things like that. And so the the term became mad as a hatter, i.e. you get your mad hatter, which I thought, you know, that works out great. What and then the mar- I remember learning that I went to a museum in Lake County actually and learned that um, because I think 
Clear Lake has a lot of can have a lot of mercury in it, and I remember. Oh yeah. It, I was like, ah. So it's funny you brought that. It's like, oh man, I, just, I remember. That. <laughs> Sorry, little little side note there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the March Hare, apparently, and and so we got to remember too this that the book was based in uh, Britain, right? So it's got a lot of English, you know, not not American kind of folklore, but you know that that Britain and, and UK kind of folklore. So apparently there there's a a um, species of rabbit over there that only mate during March, and <laughs> so and this so is a rather Rand, Randy Randy rabbit. Well, and that's what they say is, <laughs> and and the 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 males go fucking nuts and battle each other and attack each other, and that's why he's kind of like this this fucking off the. That's why he's throwing shit all the time and being kind of crazy. It's because he's he's in his mating season apparently, and that's you know that's what it comes from. And I had no clue oh. about that until listening to some of the podcasts and they talked about it. I was like, oh okay, so that's where the mm -hmm. March Hare. And then you have the the Dormouse. Dormouse, yeah. Which it's funny because in the in the book they they talk about him being slow and sleepy, and and we get that in the um in the original uh the 1951 uh, uh, animated one. Very sleepy and kind of towards the book, and then in the, in the, in the remake, totally not the same Dormouse. Like just turned into a total like warrior out, going to go do some shit. So it's kind of a weird. Um, but like I said, the tea party right. is is a fun fun part uh, for what it is in the movie, right? You're like they're jumping around and dance, you know, singing, and the 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 uh, happy unbirthday, uh, you know, is a very iconic song. Um, you know, they're jumping around and moving and there's constantly, there's a lot of little sight jokes in this, you know, uh, one of the ones that I remember just, just distinctly is, you know, he asked for a half a cup. And so they cut the, the cup in half, like long wise. So you can see how, but he still pours it in the half, the half cup still fills up. And I was like, you know, so a lot of little sight gags. Um, this is where it's funny. Cause I, I know in the 2010, uh, Tim Burton, I remember seeing this when it came out. And not really liking it when it first came out, but we rewatched it uh, for this podcast, and I was like, you know, I actually enjoyed that more than I remember enjoying it from before. Except for the fact that I think Johnny Depp went over the fucking he he went too far with the Mad Hatter. It's it's a it's a little it's a little too crazy. It's like I wish he would have turned it back a little. He's got kind of a split personality, and he he's got that kind of that drunken way of speaking that reminded me very much of Dudley Moore and Arthur, if anyone's seen that movie, who's a, who's a, a lot rich, of like, drunkard. Yeah. Huh? Uh, it's also a lot of his uh, pirate uh, Jack well, Sparrow. It, I felt like it, was, a, it was different than the Jack Sparrow drunkard. It was He was kind of modeling it maybe after Dudley Moore, maybe after someone else. But but then he also breaks into this kind of Scottish military. Braveheart look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I hated um, when he did that because half the time you're like, what did he fucking say? And I had the subtitles on. I'm still, what did he fucking say? <laughs> I, I enjoyed his portrayal. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, for the movie, I loved the first half. I thought it turned into, it got a little too it did. too adventuresome in the end. It didn't, it, it, it lost its. It lost a lot. It lost its, uh, its nonsense. You know, it became something a lot more grounded and uh, you were rooting for the hero. And, and that's not. The whole thing um, lost its. But the I whole did, thing didn't have the nonsense. I did like that that they chose to treat it as a new adventure, like or a new a yes. return, and uh, how they kind of 
they they brought it, you know, they made her a little older and she had some her own things that she had to solve by going to this world, you know, some some challenges on the on the home front, you know, <laughs> um, that uh, she had to solve that, you know, and that's that's more modern takes where we can actually experience a movie and say, OK, this is this is a representation of this. She's learning very much like Wizard of Oz, where people represent different mm. people. But uh, yeah. but I don't think the original book was trying to do that. This was another no another no take on this this yeah this I mean it, it brings characters from the books, um you know because uh, that we didn't even have in the original uh, animated I, I shouldn't say original because it's not even uh, the Disney 1951 animated one like the Jabberwocky um, is is a big part of the books that it wasn't in the animated movie that's now a big part of this one. Jabber um, was the Jabberwocky part of the. I mean, he wrote a, a number of sequels. They, they talk, yeah, right? Didn't, it wasn't just through the Looking Glass. It was some other ones too. Um, but no, they talk about it. There, there's actually, and I think it might even be in the Looking Glass in the very beginning. They talk okay. a lot about the Jabberwocky and and um, the White Witch. It, was that something? The the White Queen. The White Queen. Sorry, you're right. I think so. I, I don't know. I didn't get through all the Looking Glass, but they also talked about. Um, in in uh, the animated one, if you pay attention, the the song that the Cheshire Cat is singing in the begin when he first shows up has has something to do with the Jabberwocky also. Okay. So they kind of nodded to it, but it was kind of like a tip of the hat and be gone kind of thing. I adored know? the dog. Just the the, the dog. Uh, oh yeah, the, in the. I mean, he's someone that you just you just your heart goes out to, and 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 he's the he's got his family that he's protecting, and he's. You know, you, someone you strive to be. You know, you you, you be, he's becomes a role model. Just, just. Um, but I, I think they did a really based, good. I don't know if he was based on a character. In the book no, I, I don't know either. But I I think uh, they did a good job with what they had. Like I said, I think that the Mad Hatter was a little over the. I, my biggest problem with the the movie, the Tim Burton is, in the, in the Alice, and this is going from the animated to that one specifically. In the Alice in Wonderland animated movie, she never really befriended any of the characters, essentially. Like, she was never friends with, you know, the Tweedle. She was never really friends with, I mean, at maybe at the most, the Cheshire Cat a little bit. And that was only because he kind of, you know, because he was fucking with her. He was messing with her hardcore. You know, he almost gets her head to cut off, essentially. But so, and then you come back in the Burton one, and all of a sudden it's kind of like... Oh, our friend is back, our Satan. It was like, nah, that's not really what happened in that last one. So I was, it, it's a little off on that, but it is what it is. I did, I hated the March Hare in the Burton one. It seemed he was, he was a little just too crazy and un, unintelligible. Like, like it's, I don't know even who, what he said, but he said stuff every once in a while, but you couldn't understand a word of it. He was literally just freaking ridiculously crazy. And I think it just it, it like like uh, Johnny Depp's character was just a little too over the top. I think if they'd have dialed that back a little, still had some some crazy in it, it could have been good, but would have made it better. The Queen, the 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 Red Queen in that, phenomenal, right? I love what they did with that. I, you know, they had the interesting enough. It's it's very film film. You got it's a very visual because she's got this big fucking head like it's like like bulbous i think is uh, yeah very <laughs> very much like four times the size that it should be kind of thing and so apparently she she you know just like the other queen wants everybody to do everything in her way 
So she has all these people around her that all have some kind of body part that's extraordinarily big. There's a woman with big uh, ears, a big nose, uh, a big-ass chest that sticks straight out like fucking 15 inches, and it's literally flat, which is kind of interesting. It's but And then a dude with a big old belly. Um, what's the other one? It's like a dude with a big neck or something like nose. that. But it's all- yeah, and the chin, yeah. Which is interesting. If you watch the film in the very beginning, you don't notice that. You're like, oh, okay, they're all. That's just how they are. But as the film goes, slowly those the the features of the the people that are around her slowly show that they're they're prosthetic. Like right. you you don't see it in the beginning. Like they cover it up and make it really nice. But by the end, it's almost obvious. And you're like. And it's part of the plot too, and it's like, yeah. oh shit, they're, that was some good filming. They're just a bunch of sycophants that you know want to want to suck up to the queen and, and feel feel. That's a that's a very big word that you just dropped there, Steve. Yeah, I threw that out <laughs> just just for uh, Lewis Carroll's. You know, he'll he'll be he'll be proud of me. <laughs> nice, um, but what I really wanted to talk about. So Brandon, like, so I know uh, you know Willy Wonka was a big one, and this was. What were some of the other animated? I, I I mean, did was this one that like you would put on over, say, like a Jungle Book or, you know, uh, Peter Pan or some of the others like that? Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about. I feel like everyone has their handful of Disney movies or animated movies that they had in their living room or mm-hmm. grew up with, and so I, I want to. I feel like a fair number would be a, probably a five and it's not yeah. necessarily a top five of your favorites it's just what you have the, the five you got you, <laughs> yeah the five that you got <laughs> so you know mine i have to say would be um uh james and the giant peach oh, even yeah. though it's not animated willy wonk on the chocolate factory alice in wonderland hercules and lion king peter okay. pan probably has a six but um, you know, Hercules, not so much. My brother would watch that over and over and over. So I still like the movie, but it's not not going to be my first couple picks. Right, but right. Alice in Wonderland, just something always. I don't know. I'm starting to notice for one, Willy Wonka and James and the Giant Peach were, were both rolled. And Matilda. Matilda was another one I had at home. But those three are rolled doll. Yeah, um, right. Books. And I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. I was like, man, there's something there. But then there's Alice in Wonderland, which is not Roald Dahl, but there's something about those four where it's like this person, it's not even, they're not love movies either, which I'm starting yes. to like, oh, there's, there's no love interest in any of those movies. Um, but they're all and- very alternate worlds. They're, they're, they, have, they have their own unique ideas that make them something completely different, separate from our world. Um, I guess Hercules right. would too, but I mean, this just seems like it's it's grounded and it's got a childish, a childhood, uh, a, a young protagonist or something like that, and 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 then they're just thrown into this bizarre, crazy world. All those, right? Yeah, it's funny. And I think that's it too. It's like you have this kid that is thrown into something relatively nonsensical more or less, but like something that you can relate to is like, yeah, I've never had superpowers like Matilda, (laughs) nor have I like grown a giant peach that became an attraction, but it's like, they are faced with like, ah, there's something that out of the ordinary that I am now have to deal with and figure out Alice going down the rabbit hole and having to navigate a bunch of stuff. It's like, I'm never going to experience that no matter what I do. Um, (laughs) Like it, it kind of places regardless of who you are, like you can kind of place yourself in this and it's so out of the ordinary that it can 
you know, you just kind of go along with it. Ah, what if I was chasing a rabbit? Because there, I have no intentions. I have no idea what I want to do once I get him. I just want to know what he's doing. Right. Um, and then you roll through all this stuff. And then I think what keeps you kept me captivated it was just these random things over and over it reminds me of um the last of us which i'm not going to get into it's just more of like this is the plot but there's so many little things that happen throughout the series that you almost forget about what the main premise is the main premise never changes alice in wonderland i'm going after the rabbit yeah hey here's i need to get through this door now i'm shrinking and now i'm i'm (laughs) I'm expanding now i am there's a walrus i'm I'm, (laughs) two twins and they're telling me this story about oysters um and it just it keeps changing and changing and changing even though the premise like i still want the white rabbit but all these other things are happening in the meantime and i think that's what got me so yeah no, that's cool, and and you did mention it at the beginning that uh, this is one of the few Disney that doesn't have like a love story or a relationship type story in it, where you know it's and I think I I, I think that's really cool because it's like you know uh, it brings a whole different at you know you you're not concentrating on that you're concentrating on everything else and in in same with uh, you know Charlie or Willy Wonka. Uh, Chocolate Factory and uh, James and Giant Peach, uh, even Matilda, I think. I'm not very familiar with that one, but they don't have that love story aspect of to it. So it, it's like, nope, we're just dealing with this other story. We're not even going to bring that into it. And I love that idea yeah. because that it does change a lot to it. And it makes it, it, makes it really cool. Um, yeah, it's just like they're just dealing with some stuff and you have to go through it. And that's, you know, yeah. I, I don't care too much for the love because it, it, the love interest is in every single right? movie that we watched. <laughs> so I think that's, you know, and I didn't really notice this comparison until we started talking about it. I was like, oh, maybe that's why I really, those are some of my favorite movies because it's yeah. just a kid's adventure that, you know, I could more or less relate to. Yeah. Um, when, when I get you. When I was growing up, I remember Pete's Dragon was a was a movie that came oh. out. And this was Helen Reddy and, and, and it was live action, but then it had an animated dragon and a boy, Elliot, that, that befriended the dragon. But I think I was really uh, drawn to that just because here's this, this kid that I can relate to that had this imaginary friend. But, uh, but I think it wasn't until 1981, I mean, I was 11, but getting a little older to, to be messing with these sort of fantasies. But, but E.T. came out, and that was, you know, that's live action. But oh my God, that rocked my world as far as as something that I could relate to, um, at you know at the, at the same age, and and here you you befriend another dragon, or in this case an alien. <laughs> so, um, Steve, you're never too old to mess around <laughs> with those fantasies. I'll just I'm gonna, I'm no. gonna be here to tell you that, right? Brandon, did you see uh, Labyrinth? That was a 1986 movie. David Bowie. I have. But, uh, it's okay. been a while, but yeah. I have. That, that has a very uh, quite the. Similar feel to Alice in Wonderland, but uh, Jim Henson, I think, uh, I don't know if he directed it, but it was certainly done with a lot of Muppets and stuff. And and, uh, and Jennifer Connelly is the lead. That's, uh, you know, who who we just had a podcast recently because she was in Top Gun Maverick uh, mm-hmm. opposite Tom Cruise. But anyway, um, that's that's another adventure in this kind of bizarre world, like like an Alice, Alice in Wonderland style. I wonder if that was inspired by by those tales. So I, I, I agree with you. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I, I really liked how in the beginning you guys were talking about you don't see the drug trippiness in this movie. Um, Not unless you want to put like, it. 
Not unless, but it's, but when you, I feel like being technical about it, it's almost a reach. Like, yeah. mm, maybe, like, because she's eating a mushroom and she's shrieking and whatnot, but, or talking to flowers or this and that, but <laughs> it's really, it's not that. It's a young person that's getting bored with her yes. private studies and starts to daydream of the stuff that she was talking about. So I really like that point you guys were talking about earlier because I agree with that. And as a kid, I never, I, my mind never would have went there at all either. It's just like a, oh wow, she she woke. This was a daydream the entire time. <laughs> like it's more of a of a plot twist, but you're not yeah. as not an M Night plot twist. But yeah. <laughs> Well, I think a lot of what happened was is in the the late '60s and seven early '70s, uh, this was re-released to theaters and things like that. At the same time with Fantasia, and so a lot of people were were going to see this. A lot of college uh, age uh, people were going to see this in in the theaters and stuff. And you know, there there was a lot of uh, uh, recreational drugs at that time, and so a lot of people started associated with that. But it is, it's one of those, you have to put it in there. It's not like it comes out and says, smacks you with the face and says, yeah, this is about drugs. But you could put the parables to it and say, like, yeah, I can see where this could look like a trip to somebody. And and they could put that together. And and that's fine because, well, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't sure. do drugs, so I don't know. Like, yeah, but I bet I bet someone who does would say, hey, this is a great movie to to pair with a, you know, a joint of, you know, Sativa laced joint. That's uh, I'm, I'm just gonna enjoy enjoy my uh, my Alice in Wonderland trip. Yeah. Um, well, they said that. But don't say that the movie elicits anything like that. Say no. it's a great movie to trip to. Be yeah. Right. Yeah. Be the Beatles, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I think I think John Lennon said that that was inspired by Alice in Wonderland. And of course, that one oh. that song itself gets gets uh, pigeonholed the same way, where they say it's a movie about LSD. Uh, you know, an LSD trip. So it's the same with Chase and the White Rabbit. There's a song out there that <laughs> had that in there too. So that's another thing. Yes, I think so. Yes. Rabbit? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, there's I was, someone was talking about that. How like there's so many. Uh, I want to say the word like uh, there's phrases from this movie that are in every day. You know, we talked about uh, you go down the rabbit hole, right? Uh, you know, you said you said you can never go down the rabbit hole, and like I do that all the time on. Like you just you just head down the rabbit hole. And next thing you know, you're in some place you don't know what the fuck is going <laughs> on, right? And so that's just it, it's become part of our normal speech. Um, you know, you, Stephen mentioned that I, I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. I've heard that so many times from so many different people, and and to come from someone that hasn't watched the movie, it's just one of those these these things got out into our vernacular. I think is the right word for it. Uh, that you know they just part of it from this movie specifically or or maybe from the I'm, I'm gonna say the movie not necessarily the book but yeah it's just it's kind of interesting how that how that you know off of their head i mean it, as much as you know i've heard that you know from different people it, it, and it's done in a kind of comical way you know when someone's getting crazy or whatever like off of their head you know and it, it it's just one of those things is so this movie has become so ingrained in so much of what we do even though you could talk to people and they go oh i haven't watched that in forever or they may never have seen it but they know the characters they know the mad hatter they know you know um the uh cheshire cat for sure right they know about the red queen and stuff like that even I, though they may have never seen it you get a moon that you know a crescent moon that i'll always refer oh, yeah. to it as oh there's the cheshire cat cheshire smiling cat. at us you know <laughs> Um, and and it was and then and then I watched the movie the other day and I saw that's exactly what happened. They took the moon, turned sideways, and then the cat appeared. You know, you know. So, uh, so 
the Cheshire Cat is such a cool part of this, and I know uh, it's it's a favorite for a lot of people. Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of this, and, and you know, I was, I was bringing it back to the movies that I watched a lot of. Uh, two of my favorites were were Peter Pan and Jungle Book. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of that was as I resonated as uh, they were more uh, male-centric characters, right? So they kind of spoke to me a little bit more. And uh, they were outdoor adventures, right? And that was kind of what I was into as a kid. Uh, and, and the fact, too, like in Jungle Book, he was a kid living with the animals. And I, I was like, that's the coolest fucking thing. Like, and who he had the a hell bear that would sing to him, blew the bear. Who would want a big bear as your best friend? Like, I would, oh, my God, that would be the coolest thing ever. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was things like that that it just, um, you know, the, these these movies were so fun. And, I, I, you know, we don't, I don't know if we get these anymore. Like, you know, we get, we get some Pixar things that are, are incredibly fun and 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 you know banger of songs and, and sell out and you know sell tons of toys but i don't know if they're as iconic of some of these old disney movies specifically like you know we're talking about jungle book peter pan uh alice in wonderland cinderella and things like that i think you know they're just so iconic from what they were and they hold up to the test of time essentially if you, if you ask me Hmm. I don't know where I was going with all that, but <laughs> question for you guys. So, yeah. I mean, throughout the premise of the movie, you have her running into different people. And I mentioned earlier, it seems like she's picking up a different, not necessarily skill, but you think of her studies, even though it sounds like she, when in the beginning of the movie, she's learning about a historical figure, but she's learning about her patience. As we were talking about, she's yeah, learning yeah. about doing a curtsy and then she's learning about, um, speaking speak wider um when you talk and things like that i was curious what your guys's thoughts were at the end of the movie like what what's being chased by the by the queen at the end learning all these things which she may go back when she wakes up and takes with her because it almost kind of you get the feeling that she's you know i don't care about all these studies or what you're talking about but obviously they have a impact on her because she's daydreaming about them so i'm right. curious what may happen once she wakes up and how she may go about um with the things that she learned um one of the things i picked up on was she she kept saying that um I, i'm being told what to do by all these people right and so to me it was a self-confidence kind of thing um, that I kind of picked up that she ended up coming away with in, in, in a little bit of it where she kind of learned to rely a little bit on herself instead of, you know, you know, uh, you know, maybe having to rely on other people. And, and, and I don't know if that was really directly out there, but that's kind of what I picked up from it because just from the conversation she had or some of the things she said and, and what I saw. And uh, um, someone was talking about how, you know, as, as children, we're, they're told to do a lot of stuff you know, by adults or they're directed to do things like this. And, and this was her standing up for herself and saying, look, I, I know what I need to do and, and kind of things like that. So maybe that's kind of what I picked up from it a little bit. I'm not sure. I certainly picked up that from the Tim Burton movie. You know, she used a lot of what she learned from her, her return adventure to help her with, with questions that she was facing. But I, I think, mm -hmm. I think in the, in the animated movie, it was, it, you know, she ended up kind of maybe with a thicker skin, but I didn't see an evolution to her character. She was just, she kind of carried herself the same throughout. And, and in the book, I was trying to get a sense of what the author was trying to, 
teach, you know, or if they were making some sort of uh, uh, claim to, okay, this is a privileged person and, and this is how they, they look down on people. And, and, but then it, it, I was just trying to get a sense of maybe what the author had in mind, uh, but it didn't, it, none of that held, held up because the, the, the book went in too many different places. And then, and then I did a little research on the author and found that it was just storytelling. And, and you know, he's a mathematician. He, he would tell stories and now his, his, his niece really glommed onto this one and said, hey, you got to turn this into a ma manuscript. And so it just felt like just a, a stream of consciousness. And um, so, so I didn't get a sense that there was really a, necessarily a lesson, but just, but just uh, uh, gravi gravitating towards your imagination and not letting, not letting the strangeness of the world scare you away, but uh, putting yourself... Yeah out there and saying, I'm just going to observe and, and, and keep moving and, and take it in. So um, that's that's where I went with it. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, you almost could look at it. I thought of Napoleon Dynamite, where it's like, this movie is about nothing. Um, <laughs> that came up about... actually when we were watching the, the, the Johnny Depp version, because at the end he does sort of some sort of ridiculous dance like in, oh my like God. in Napoleon Dynamite. Totally different reason, because I know you didn't see the Johnny Depp version. Yeah. But, uh, but, but it, yeah. it's funny because as you're saying, like, it, you know, none of the thing, the themes manifested to one big thing at the end. It just true, kind of, true. She wakes up and it's like, oh, let's walk back and have lunch, I think it was. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. No, it, talk yeah. about just a cold, like a cold ending. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. wake up. Done. Uh, it was hilarious. No, when you said spoiler alert, she woke up. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. So <laughs> True. It's kind of interesting, but you know, like, like tying into you know what both of you said. It's you know, Steve, you're kind of talking about like yeah, like it. You know, I didn't really see it manifest much anything, but no, you kind of did see some things here happen here and there. And it's kind of, I don't know if it's left up to the, just like the just living her imagination and kind of yeah. going through the whole thing. Um, and I don't know, like, I still like it, even though at the end, it's like, you could, you could make an argument. The movie is about nothing. She goes through and she's daydreaming and wakes up and, um, <laughs> that's it. But it's still a way it kind of, it's, a, yeah, out. it's just a yeah, Seinfeld episode about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that it is about, uh, uh, keeping your imagination and your, your imagination you put into it. And she, you know, she says a world of nothingness is what she wants. And that's what she got in her dream. And and I love that because, uh, you know, it's one of those things is is I've noticed with my children growing up, you know, when their imagination starts to dwindle because they're becoming more responsible adults, it's a sad thing. And it's like, oh, man, you know, don't lose that. Don't lose that. It's magical mm. kind of thing. And so that to me is also part of this is like, hey, you know what? Your imagination can be whatever it wants and, and it'll manifest itself in your dreams kind of thing. So. It, it's also kind of she does a lot of problem solving throughout the the story in the movie where you know okay I got to get small or I got to get tall I got to figure this out although the methods she uses to problem solve are pretty random and not very not very <laughs> not really solving not really logical I mean her whole idea of the of the drink me and it's the fact that it's got instructions and oh but it doesn't say it's poison so it should be right. fine if it said it was you know it had poison then then I shouldn't drink it but this says it's fine you know you know so you can't really get a lesson from that <laughs> that's not that's not the safest way of of oh as long as it says it's okay to drink that obviously Everyone has good intentions, so that that that's trust probably over trusting everything you read. Um, and the internet has taught us 
Actually, that's <laughs> correct, right? Everything we see on the internet is correct. So exactly, there goes that theory. It also, okay. <laughs> it also blurs the line a little bit of thinking in simpler terms like oh you just got to go get the bottle over there it's like oh i didn't even see that nor would i have thought to drink out of the bottle to do do this <laughs> um and also too like you try something random and sometimes it works i mean granted she had to cry and cry and cry to get enough water to then <laughs> slip through the keyhole but i was like oh clever okay yeah <laughs> well it was more like it happened and it just it 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 worked out rather than she planned it out it's just like oh right you know uh, nonsensical well, though that's the, yes. that the whole premise is just everything is what it isn't and at well, the same I mean, time it isn't what it is so that's that's as soon as we get through that door that's when the nonsensical really you got a dodo bird riding on a toucan right you know the toucan's upside down and uh, it is like a boat and you got a, a dodo bird sitting on his feet you know talking about nautical terms you know it's just <laughs> It, that's where it starts. You're like, okay, we just we just fell down that rabbit hole, and now we're off. It it starts off right there, uh, and like I said, that's when I when I watched it again. That's one of the things I had. I was like, I don't remember this shit at all. Like, and not to, and also to mention the manipulation too, like where he's oh. up on the rock with the flame. Yeah, right. And they're all running around it. He's like, oh, you keep running around that you'll be dry in no time. And yeah. Else is like, I'm still wet. He's like, oh, but I'm dry as a bone. Yeah. Um, Apparently, the dodo bird was actually modeled after the author. Uh, that was something that uh, his real name was Charles Dodgson. Uh, Lewis Carroll was a, mm. and and but he had a he had a stutter when he was younger, and he would when he said his name, it would, rather than Dodgson, it would be Dodo Dodgson, you know, and and mm. that's that's what I read somewhere was that that was uh, very likely. I don't know if he said that or if someone just um, figured that out, but it was modeled after him. I was, thought I could have swore I heard someone say that Dodo Bird was one of the only characters, a main character that wasn't actually in the book, but that doesn't make sense. Oh, you know, it was in the book. I remember. Yeah. There's there is a character, a main character that's in the in the animated that wasn't in the books, and I'm trying to remember was now a lizard with the ladder, ladder with the lizard. Nope, that's that's uh, that's actually in in uh, he actually comes in. There's a trial. Bill. Uh, yeah, Bill, Bill, and and they talk <laughs> about Bill the lizard during the trial. Um, because the knave, the knave of hearts, uh, isn't in the in the animated movie, but it is in the Tim Burton. It was from part of the book, but Bill is is part of that part. Oh God, I wish I could remember now. But yeah, there's there's so many like there's so many fascinating uh, things that you can find out about this movie and and stuff that goes along. You know, Steve, you keep talking about him uh, reading these stories or talking these stories to his his niece. Um, I had I had heard and and there's some problematic possibilities with with Lewis Carroll. That um, that they're saying that it wasn't it wasn't uh, a nephew or a, a niece or a niece it was uh, it was a colleague's kids that uh, he would tell the stories to and and apparently there there he was also a photographer but he was uh, they found some stuff where he had taken some uh, pictures of of some underage or younger uh, females that are naked. Uh -oh. And so they're they're like, oh, it could be problematic, but it's also one of those things. Is like the the people and and the 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 uh, Alice character that I think is was a, a colleague's uh, daughter. They were saying no, there. If there was anything, he never it never manifest. It was never a deal. It was you know. So 
there's a bunch of stuff out there, and I was like, yeah. oh, sh I, there's even, a even Wikipedia a rabbit hole you could go down. Sexuality <laughs> controversy, and it shows a, yes. a, a, a portrait, a Lewis Carroll portrait of of a young girl. So a young naked. Girl I was just like a rock. So it's yeah. So, I was like, uh, oh, yeah, I didn't read just, that it, part. I, <laughs> no, I know. That's what I mean. Is I didn't know any of. Oh, jeez, nothing. Nothing is sacred. Like everybody's gonna dig into everything and find all these crazy. Uh, they were saying that there's like Freemasons were trying to claim that he was a Freemason. There was like we don't know about that. And then I, uh, some religious sect was trying to talk about oh he was part of this. And I was like oh I I don't know. I I, I watched an animated movie made by Disney, shoot you know kind of uh, steerheaded by uh, Walt himself uh, about these books, and that's all I really wanted to know. <laughs> so I was like. It's kind of yeah. interesting how, it's, you know. It's tough when, you know, people from the history get canceled and they really can't defend themselves. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, there goes another one. And uh, I don't know if he was canceled, but I, I there's a there's a lot of stuff going on with it. But I mean, he he's he's got a ton of other books and he, and he was a he was a huge uh, um, collegial figure i mean he was a mathematician right he was a he was a professor at a call a, a major college in in london or or britain or somewhere he also was a photographer and a bunch of other stuff so he wasn't like he was just this guy that wrote this one book he, he did a bunch of stuff he he was known for a lot of things so um yeah it's interesting it it, it gave us something really cool you know uh it, it gave us this alice in wonderland which is also um what do they call it when it's when it's out to free market? Like anybody can, it's not copyrighted anymore. It becomes oh. uh, it becomes um, is it free domain or? That sounds familiar. Some yeah, domain. So this this has been open, and so there's a lot of different adaptations of this, and you know there's 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 a couple different miniseries and some other movies and stuff like that, and so. It's public been done. Domain. So, public domain. Public domain. That's it. Uh, Look at that. New domain was in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's like people, it, there, there's so much that is gravitated towards this. Like it's off of his writings and stuff. It's like, who would have known a hundred years later that people are still, you know, putting this together. I mean, there's, there's other, there's other things that are, are similar too. like, uh, there's a, a show currently right now called Alice in the Borderland, which, you know, it's, it's totally, you know, it's not the book, but it's got some just parts of it. They just, let me pick and choose a little bit. Like, just even having that name, it's like, oh, damn, you know? It's so, we're, and we're talking 100 years later, or over 100 years later. Well, it's like Snoop Brandon was dropped an album called Malice in Wonderland. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> right. There's that yeah. as well, too. So it's definitely still being used. Um, yeah. It was yeah, like Brandon, so, what Brandon was talking about with uh, Roald Dahl as far, as far as having all these different, different stories that, uh, you know, you gravitated towards and didn't realize it. And, and we constantly see those manifested in different ways. True. True. I wonder if it would have became as big had Disney not done it though, you know, cause there was, like you said, there was an earlier version, um, you know, from the thirties. I, I wonder if it would have not as become as big well, it's, without there, the 1950 animated version. I, so hmm. there were there was a 1903 film, a 1910 film, a 1915 film. Uh, there was 1931. I mean, this it goes. The list is ongoing. So, but nobody talks about those. Correct. 
<laughs> That's what I mean. But, but I, I have memories when I was a kid of seeing a television series, like a, like yes. a mini series, uh, and I remember the trial, um, but it was live action. Um, and was that I, the one that was a BBC or a, there was a... Maybe. Because I, I did see that too. Um, action film, let's see. <laughs> TV special two-part, made for TV special in 1985. 1985? Could be. Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Um, Got that IMDb up, you know. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to look at some yeah. clips or something like that. Um, I watched the trailer for the 1931 film, the, the one or 1933, whichever the one was, with uh, um, Cary Grant, and ooh, it was really, it was really weird. It was black and white, and and uh, everyone looked like they had like paper mache costumes on. <laughs> So I'm looking at the IMDb for this uh, 1985 Alice in Wonderland uh, miniseries. Total of uh, three hours and seven minutes. Um, Whoa! It is it is ridiculously like the it, it it looks like they did the animated movie, but they did it with live action and people in like puppet suits and stuff like that. <laughs> it is ridiculous looking, but it also looks really funny. Like I, this might be worth going to see just to see how how funny and ridiculous it is because it's like they got yeah. people dressed up in like the the rabbit suit and it's it's literally just a six foot tall guy with a white rabbit suit on. But to your face, nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Oh. To okay. your quest, to your question on whether it would still resonate with the audience, no, I think I think Disney has a way of impacting the broadest audience and, and bringing it to 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 new generations and and they've been lasting you know over and over even though i didn't see it when i was younger i certainly know the movie and knew the knew the animation and knew the the main characters because of that disney version so yeah you knew it from this version and not the other ones that all came out so that's right. true yeah. exactly really interesting yeah cool all right, yeah. So, um, no, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because this was cool. Like, I really wanted to know why this was one of your go-to's as a kid, just because I, watching it again, I was like, I, I don't get it. I, I mean, you know, like you said, but you hit it, you hit it right on the head when you said, you know, we had a couple movies that we had at home, depending on which ones we were able to get our hands on, and those were the ones we watched. And and I, I'm I'm guaranteeing that you know. Peter Pan and Jungle Book were two of the ones that I I might have wore a hole in the tape. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's it's funny because I t- you know I I get um, shit on for having that as one of my <laughs> favorites, and you know it's probably it could be because it's one of the it's a it's not I don't know if it's anybody's top twenty Disney movie I I don't think you'd be um, you'd be surprised it actually is uh, um, okay. in the podcast I listened to uh, one of the ones and they were they were going. And this was actually a top four for for one of the hosts, and they were talking about mm-hmm. it. And so, uh, and they had done a like a, uh, you know, listener kind of, you know, uh, request for a top five and stuff like this. And apparently, this was in was was a top five to- overall. So I think I think the classics definitely have their mark up there. Um, you know, I I guess probably and, and it probably has to do with your age. You know, we talk about imprint, imprinting, you know, movies imprinting on you when you watch them. Uh, and I think the younger you are, sometimes that imprinting is a little bit hard. So, like, people in their, you know, 30s and, and older 
probably aren't going to have these new Pixar and Disney movies that are, are so prevalent now that uh, are in their top because they, they grew up on these older movies, you know, the ones mm-hmm. we watched on VHS and stuff like that. So I have a feeling that, you know, Alice in Wonderland is probably in the top, probably a, it, it's probably a number one for some people out there, I'm sure. You know. I mean, it is for me, but I, you know, well, that's what I was thinking. Is a lot of people, I, I'll, I'll say my age. I think a lot <laughs> of people would say that at a top three, even a top four, Aladdin's in there, Peter Pan's in there, yep. Lion King's in there. Yep. Um, I think did I say Aladdin yet? That one's yeah. in there. Yeah. Like, there's just all of these that are going to be in there. That's where I believe that even Snow White, Cinderella, like those are like for a really. I'm not. I, I'm, I like the older you get, the, the older you get. The 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 later the ones the top they go up top five. You For know? sure, and th- and that's why I think like people older than me might say, you know, Cinderella, Sleeping yep. Beauty, Snow White, all of that. Yep. Um, also, so, but yeah, I definitely. Movie. I like agree with the first four that I had said, but I have to. I acknowledge those, but. Alice in Wonderland is in the top three for me, um, nice. for sure. And that and that's what makes it great is and and that's what I think is really cool about all those movies is is everybody can I mean just like we saw with when we did our top uh, you know uh, MCU breakdown when it, it was all over the board because people resonate with different things, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's cool. Like I said, you know, it wasn't one for me, but it wasn't one that I watched a lot as a kid. You know, so for me, I would, you know, but it's also one of these ones when I think about it, like I know so much about it without even having to remember all the little pieces about it where like, you know, the movies that are out now frozen and stuff like that or or some of the others. I'm like, yeah, I know it, but I don't know if I could tell you the whole story. You know, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're they're fun. But it's like, yeah, it's it's one of those things I think. I also think it has to do with like how many times saturation, right? So how many times you watch that compared to how many times you've seen and, and, you know, it's going to be with the kids today that, you know, they're going to have seen the newer stuff more because it's right out in their face now more. And they're not seeing these old ones where we did. Cause it was like, they only had 10 movies. So every 10 weeks they were on that same rotation again, you're catching them up again. So, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, what was, it? um, What's the Witch Mountain series? Um, Escape from Witch Mountain? Yeah. Like, okay. those things, I swear to God, every time Saturday came, I, I'd switch on, flip over to Disney, that movie was on again. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, really? Like, can't you <laughs> say something they, else? Yeah, they changed the preposition, Escape to Witch Mountain, Escape from Witch Mountain. They yeah, there was, like a, there was like three or four of them, and I didn't like any of them. But, but can't we see something else? Give me something animated. <laughs> it's like, ah. No. It's good enough. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, I, I I'm glad we were able to have you back on for for another uh, podcast. Uh, this was a fun one. It was it was really cool just because of the fact that we got to go back and watch these and bring up that nostalgia for ourselves uh, or new for Steve apparently. Um, so well, and uh, I love I love it when we get to pair it with with a little bit of reading, especially when it's not a lot of reading, but enough to where you can you can kind of look at some some differences and similarities. Uh, mm talk about those. yeah that, that actually was fun too i i having never read the book it was it was kind of interesting i was like ah, i probably should have and i i mean that when we did uh all quiet on the western front i was like you know i know a lot of people get stuck reading this in school i never did i probably should read this and how stuff did you like that. get out of that 
Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember being assigned it. If I was, um, I figured out a way not to do it. Uh, I wasn't the greatest student, so that might be part of it. I also went to a school that we weren't, you know, we didn't kind of hold to those old standards that, you know, the typical schools did. I mean, we didn't have Wikipedia know. back then to, to cheat, but we did have Cliff's Notes. You know, that was a big thing. So uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Spark Notes, Cliff yeah. Notes. Yeah, all that. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I I hear all these people that are like, oh yeah, I had to read that in high school, and I was like, what? You had to read in high? I mean, I don't. Like I said, I I really don't remember how I got through some of. Uh, so uh, it's. I might have been told to read it, but I didn't, so I don't think that's... Apparently me and Steve are the same age, because I remember having to read that book, so... Oh, no, my dad said he had to read it, so I was like... I and, and So I know... <laughs> I mean, my dad's 74 now, so, I mean, it's been around for a while, so, like, that book has been read by a lot of people. I don't know how I got out of not reading it, but I did. Anyways, this was great. Uh, I would love to hit another one of these. Uh, I know you 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 did mention uh, James of the Giant Peach. That would be a fun one. I don't think Johnny um, Depp did an adaptation of that one, so that would off the table. Oh, yeah, table. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it that way that he doesn't. I, that movie doesn't need to be remade. Um, yo, if that one... Matilda's a good one too, Steve. You, uh, Noah, you were just saying you hadn't. Uh, I, I, yeah, and no, I never. Danny DeVito directed that, right? That is a yeah, brilliant did. movie. That's so much fun. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. just did, did a musical, didn't the musical just hit? Netflix I was going to say, did they just did a new one? Yeah, like yeah. a new Matilda. So that might be a fun one too. Yeah. Um, I do remember James and the Giant Peach because uh, I, I I remember my kids were watching that one. Oh. The, well, anima- that is t- the animation style of that James the Giant Peach is, is that's funny because that's a Tim really... Burton. That's actually a Tim Burton one. Also, it is a Tim Burton. Yeah. Oh, is it? And a Disney. Yeah, Disney and Tim Burton. A Disney movie. I didn't know that was Tim Interesting. Burton. Interesting. Okay. So, um, but I do remember that because I remember they they then got a couple books and were reading, and so I do remember my kids having. But yeah, those would be fun. We could we could figure it out. Uh, it could yeah. also be something completely out of that animation. You know, realm something completely off. Yeah. Um, I know. Uh, I started watching The Last of Us because uh, talking to you and and uh, uh, Sam, uh, I had never played the game, and you guys were talking it up, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch this. You are not wrong. That is a fucking good show. <laughs> I, I've been watching. I've watched a few episodes too. It's it's really Ooh. good. Why that you guys are liking that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is that's one of the best things I've seen a like. It's, it, it's, it's riveting. solid. Yeah. Yes. I mean, imagine playing playing the game, too. Um, you know, like I was telling you guys when we were all hanging out, like, they're doing a good medium to where the gamers can play this and still see new elements, and then the people that didn't play the game can watch the show and not feel left out. They, they've exactly. done that amazingly. That's um, so, yeah. Exactly it's, how it imagine feels. Imagine the game and seeing this like real time, you know, not real time. You're watching the <laughs> show and seeing it real time. But, you know, it's like it's 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 really, really good. Um, I want to know how much the sales of the game have gone up from the show. Like, is there is there people like me that hadn't played the game and were like, hmm, I need to I, need, I might need to go play this. <laughs> there was a stat that I saw floating around and it. The sales went up quite a couple hundred percents. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, I yeah, it, it, it's fun. I I'm enjoying a lot of it. I think, uh, and I've I've been reading a lot of articles about people talking about different things, like oh, you know, this is 
this is how they did. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, uh, if you're watching it, I'm sure you guys are watching it on, uh, it's on HBO. If you stick around after the show is over, they have some after credit stuff that is really cool to get into too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I recommend it highly. Uh, it's, it's really, really good show. So maybe, yeah. maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to do that one and we'll have you back for that. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Me, I'd be game. Careful reading any comments because I like to go on Reddit and read the page. But <laughs> careful going on there because especially after the last episode, they're like they're starting to tie in the Last of Us Part Two a little bit in the comments. Oh, so okay. Just, just be careful because oh, there's they're, spoilers. They're, Is that what you mean? Yeah, just okay. be careful reading that because they're no. Just I, I I've been reading things. stuff like more like art articles that are like with the actors and things like that mm. and and stuff okay. like that. Less 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 what uh the random person is complaining about or, or talking about and more like what the the actual crew and the directors and, and and team are talking about. I'm trying to stick with that because yeah, I don't want to hear what random Joe has to say right now because most of that's just bullshit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. cool. us, us on the other hand we've got something more to say so yeah <laughs> yeah we're not random yeah. joes we're not average joes so that's yeah, it this is different <laughs> cool yeah. We'd be drinking. Right, well, yeah you guys thanks for having me on here it's always sure. fun to be on here and chat stuff so i'm I'm looking forward to being back for the next one and yeah we'll yeah, find one for cool. sure because this was this was good like i said last uh the the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a fun, fun podcast. <laughs> if you hadn't heard it, go back and listen to it. How's your mug doing, Brandon? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it cooled oh, down? It is. It is cooled down. So that's how it is. Nice. There so. it is. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll send the picture. That's cool. So. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And with that, hail Caesars. Hail Caesars. Hail Caesars. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well said. Hail Hydra. That's what I go off with. Hail Hydra. What does that mean? Yes, you. Oh, me? And I'll congratulate us with another cup of tea. A very 